When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boom! That that can really that can really mess that can really mess your projects up in general. Yeah, like you get into a low cap and you get in at a, when Bitcoin's at a high, and then Bitcoin takes a tumble. That low cap gets smashed. The motivation behind the project goes to zero. Mm-hmm. The team start like dropping out. And it just goes further and further down. And a lot of times they don't recover, and that's that's one of the main reasons I stay away from school caps. Yeah, to be honest. and and um. I uh, hit the I just hit the record button too, so we're we're on air now because I feel like this conversation it's just just right now because like, what you said I had to yeah, I started cool, I had yeah. to start recording I'm like oh he said spit some facts and and um so welcome to episode I think it's 189 now so I have I have the pleasure of having Crypto Insight UK on the podcast you can see all of his socials behind him I'm gonna link everything in the description um and uh, Welcome to the CryptoLogic podcast. I'm honored to have you on all the way from the UK. So the second the second person from the UK, Leo is the first. This is amazing. XRP family, we got another yeah, XRP it, general over here. here. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here we go, boys and girls. We got another for all you XRP haters. This you're not gonna like this video. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> dude. How Never are you, brother? How are you? So I'm so yeah. glad to have you on. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, to be honest, I think I followed you before you followed me. I just thought that. Yeah, I, I noticed. Pre- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know, bro. I'm so. Sad. I was like, oh shoot, that's nah, cool, I'm, bro. Yeah. No, the way you present content was really cool, um, and the information you were given was really cool. Like you presented it in a bit of a different way to what I normally see. So I was like, yeah, this guy's cool, man. I like, I like the content, <laughs> and obviously part of the XRP family. But more the way that you delivered that content as well. There's a lot of people out there who obviously create content now, but. You've got a bit of a different style, and I was like, "Yeah, this this guy's cool." And honestly, <laughs> thank to you, him. bro. I, I I wanted to kind of stand out because I didn't want to like make it. Um, because I saw a lot of people, you know, like and we have, we've you've been in how long have you been in content creation? Actually, like a couple years. Um, more than yeah, that? I think I got into TikTok like January of last year, like maybe February of last year, so maybe just over a year. Yeah, so you're like one of the early pioneers. That's why I, uh, I told Leo, I was like, "You guys are like the early pioneers of crypto TikTok." And yeah. and literally developed a section on TikTok where if you're a crypto investor, fin- uh, financial literacy, uh, motivation, even all you'll mm-hmm. see is crypto and that type of content. You know, how, like I love how TikTok caters to what you like and what you view. And you guys are one of the original people that created that section on TikTok that yeah, is only crypto and financial news, etc. So it's like it's it's cool. I was like, oh, it's cool. And, and I started uh, June of that year. So like mm-hmm. six months after, and then that's when I kind of like kind of got on it. And I I remember my goal was just to like, hey, I want to kind of stand out. How how can I stand out? How can I just I don't want to pretend to be somebody I'm not. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and 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 um, for me, I just wanted to just like, okay, can I just be me? Because I'm already kind of like ah. So I was like, let's just do it. You know, <laughs> like, let's just do it. And and, yeah. and and it works. Everything works for everybody. Like you guys, the way you present content, Leo. 
Mason, blockchain, any everybody, right? That that just does crypto content. I just love how they're they're them. And I was like, okay, how do I be me without like copying you or copying anyone else? You know what I mean? That was like my thing. Yeah, I think that authenticity is like a good formula for like mm-hmm. longevity. Like I think people can come in and be someone different and you can pop off for a few videos. Yeah. But you, after a while, we start to see who the person is behind the camera, even if you're not trying to like relay that too much. Like especially when you have to be consistent uploading content, which mm-hmm. we are like, I think I try and average like two to three videos a day. Like it's got less over the time I've done it. Yeah. Like at the start, <laughs> I was doing three videos a day, every day, like without fail. And now I'll probably do like probably one to five, like some days, if more news comes out, I do what like five. And then if it's, if less, it's like one, but I try and get at least one to three out a day. So you see the authenticity of somebody. So you've got to have your own style and the way that could be anything from like the way that you present yourself on camera. Like I like the way that you do the way you introduce your videos, like the way you use a hook at the start of a video to get, give some Mm -hmm, of the information mm -hmm. out before you get into the main content. But for me, like I understand those things, but what I really try not to do is let the, the social media and the algorithmic side of social media dictate what I do for, for my content. So I just mix it up. If I see something I like, it's on there. Like I see a clip that I think is important. I just clip it and put it on, on mm-hmm. my TikTok. Same with like, I'm trying to get into YouTube a bit more at the minute. Because I can get ah, more of my YouTube opinion channel. on that. Yeah, I comment on anything. I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, I don't know. I just feel for me specifically with my content, I just put out stuff that I personally like. And then... Throughout my journey, I have gone through different phases where I've been like, okay, I need to do more for this to get more views. And then I think to myself, like, that leads to me like feeling like worse mentally over time because it's not, it's not me. It's not, it's not authentic me. So I just try and present what I want to present. And I think that's super important for anyone getting into social media. That is, by the way. Yeah, that's, I have a lot of uh, listeners that um, I think that are either trying to get in content creation or very, very curious about um, learning about um, other people's perspective of how they got into content creation. And I like how you said that um, you, you try and do a minimum of like two to three, and then you, it's lowered over time to one. And I remember for me personally, like when I started, I was like, okay, as long as I do at least one a day, that's 365 pieces of content in that year. And I know mm-hmm. some days I'll have more and maybe I'll have one or like Sunday. Sometimes Sundays I take off. I don't put any video out. And that's just for my, you know, just to, just to not have that stress of like, okay, what am I going to do yeah, today? Like, sure. And and I see your content. You're just just like you have the clips, like you said. You bring in facts, news, and it's it's something that I kind of like look up to. I'm like, oh, like it's not just one dimensional. You know, you have so much different type of um, ways of putting information out there. So then I would like say, oh, to anyone that's starting out, there's no one way of doing things. There's obviously mm. the the common ground laws, which is like you said, the hook the mm-hmm. the 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 background whatever this obviously you have to play a little bit of chess when you make content but at the end of the day sure. you have to find out what works best for you to where it doesn't make you stress out over making content like i don't know if you feel stressed out making content or did you just oh this one i want to talk about cool and how do i how should i present it today you know what i mean like do you ever yeah like but not always it goes through i think we talked about this a little bit just before we started yeah. i feel like your journey goes a bit like this yeah like, peaks and troughs just like a chart a chart would like I think you go through periods of motivation, you go through periods of feeling less motivated and that can yeah. be anything from like personal life to the amount of um, like interaction you, you're supposed to get in, even as far mm-hmm. as like market price action, they kind of, they kind of play hand in hand, like because less retail 
uh, investors are in the market, you guess, let, get less views and the price action's low. It's yeah. there, the hardest part <laughs> to stay motivated. But at the same time, like, do you know what's hard is when you get to a point where you've been doing this content, I've been making this content for so long, like, where do I find fresh content from? Like, that's what I find oh, sometimes. Wow. And then sometimes I wake up motivated and like, oh, okay, like, oh, I haven't talked about this for a while. Let's link that in. But then sometimes I wake up and think, oh, I've already talked about that before. Or have I talked about this? And I literally live crypto. Like I do probably mm-hmm. like 12 to 16 hours a day of like research slash content slash whatever, because I literally love it. But you've got yeah. to do that if you want to be a full-time creator, in my opinion. And I think that over time, you'll get found out if you don't put in the work. And like, I think to be, I don't want to call myself an industry leader because that's not what I think in, of myself. I just think that like to be the most on top of the news and everything, you've got to be putting in the time more than anybody else if you want to have the best, like the best platforms. And that's yeah. where- And longevity, right? Exactly that. And and for it to be authentic longevity, yeah. because yeah. like I could, anyone can go and pick up like uh, Crypto Panic and read the headline yeah. and just read that out. But then- Now it lasts no for so long, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's no everyone else You don't know do what's it. going on. Exactly. Yeah. You need to have your own spin on it. You need to understand it. Oh and then you need to God. understand what's happening going forward. <laughs> that was that was like something I thought about when I- That's why I named my crypto logic because I was like, oh, the logic is like, it's my logic. It's not anyone mm. else's. It's, my, it's like, yeah, it's like not that. my fact. It's not, it's just my opinion, my logic. So when I present news, I don't just read it verbatim. It's like, this is what it is. I try and say- my spin on it. This is what I think mm-hmm. this means. And I try to mm-hmm. connect dots. Oh, that's it. That's what I that's what I would advise to um to any up and coming content creator. Always make sure that you have your spin on it, right? Your own yeah, that's it. narrative. Why do you they want to see the authentic your thoughts? They want to see what do you think about it? I don't want you to just read it to me. I could go online and read it to read it myself. What do you think about it? And that's and that's why people watch um, people who talk who make content like on YouTube podcast. They want to hear what goes on in your head. So if we have the same article pulled up, you might think something different of it. I might think something different of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's also beautiful. like your ability to extract that information as well. Like, yeah. If you just read in like line after line after line, like is that important or yeah. you like you're saying which part of that's important and why is that important to you? So paraphrase, it's just, it's called paraphrasing. You know, exactly we learned that, that in, yeah. in high school. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. a book report. Yeah, break down what this book you read. What what does it mean to you? That was, that yeah. was what it was a book report, right? That's yeah, that's, that's it. all it was. That's, it. that's all it is. But in sixty seconds, instead of six yeah, page it. essay, it's sixty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and say it in a way that people might find entertaining. Yeah. That's XRP, man. <laughs> yeah, that's hard, bro. Like I said, I was like, yeah. I just said it one day. I was like, XRP family. Like I was like, I'd rather say that than XRP army because I felt like I feel like XRP army is like already kind of like mainstream. Mm. Let me build my own little thing over here, XRP family. Yeah, and you nice. know what I've noticed? You own this hashtag. I don't know if you even know this because because I, I look at XRP hashtags all the time. I don't know if you know this, but you there's XRP community. You own the new XRP community. Do I? Yeah. So if I, I clicked on it. It's all your videos. I was like, ah. Yeah. I thought that you were doing the same thing I was doing, making your own hashtag and owning it because XRP family put XRP family. It's all my videos, and then people yeah, started start using, using it. that. Bro. Yeah. And then the new well. XRP community is all yours. I was oh, like, oh you did the same thing I did. Like that. this is dope. <laughs> i didn't know that like because when i first started when i first started like i read like an algorithm thing that said you need like two videos over uh two hashtags over a million two under a million and one of your own and a new xrp community was under a million when i first had it it was like ten thousand. it's all you bro it's all all my listeners 
It's all crypto insight. It's all. And I was like, it has 10.5 million views. That's, That's your hashtag. So you yeah, can like that. You could brand. You know what I'm saying? Like new yeah. XRP community, and then you could just say, "Why is it new?" You know what I mean? I've got a hashtag crypto inside UK as well. Oh yeah, that I, too. That's why that's got yeah. 13.5 mil apparently as well. So I don't know how. Yeah, I know, bro. It's crazy. People duetting yeah. and sharing and using it. I don't know. I, I, like, I, I love TikTok, but how you, how would that happen? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Like it makes me like, it's mad to think about because like, I'm not that guy, bro. I'm just a guy who's enthusiastic about crypto and yeah. makes videos on it. And then like talking about this now, like is the first rule. <clears throat> like recognition that i even give to it because i'm always like looking into the future oh, what's next like what can i yeah. where can i get to next i don't really like stop and even look i didn't know that about the new community thing i did know about my now own you have another one you have the crypto insight yeah, that's hard yeah. bro that's <laughs> that's it. like i was like oh that's t- every single video i was like oh i started using it too i was like i'm gonna start using it too because it's good it's people yeah, are searching it, it. people bro. are looking exactly. into it so I'm That's like, people like the word new, you know, because it's an extra community, but they see the word new in front of it. Okay, why is it new? And then they, they go down rabbit holes. And, and I mm. saw that you said you have crypto insight. I just started the CryptoLogic uh, hashtag for myself. That one only has like 72,000 views, but I just started. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm all right, that. that's that's how it grows. You know what I mean? And then that content lives on there forever. As long as TikTok stays relevant or whatever, it's on there forever. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a documentary. So like in 10 years... Yeah, that's you're gonna crazy, look back bro. and say, "I was right." XRP, yeah, that's eighty-seven crazy, cents. Like XRP's uh, at ten dollars. I've, <laughs> I've got another story like that, bro. To be fair, I don't know what you know about my journey. In fact, yeah, tell me about your story. Yeah, tell tell me about your story. So, I first learned about crypto in like 2016, 17. Um, I'm an ex-competitive Call of Duty player. I played a lot of like gaming throughout my time, and got to a good standard at it. Played for money, went to lands, those sorts of things, and. In 2017-ish, um, we were playing like wages, like you play online against someone else for money. Mm-hmm. And Bitcoin, like when I first heard about it, they were like, oh, players for Bitcoin, players for Bitcoin. It was like, kind of like, I think that they were using it as a flex, like as little like geeks, oh, like 10 years ago. So I'm like 28 now. Oh, not 20 years ago, like six, seven years ago. Um, oh, I just finished, I'm, I'm 28 too. <laughs> I, I, nice. Yeah. And I just finished my, just finished uni playing, like playing around with, like different techs and stuff like that. And then they're like, oh yeah, let's pay for Bitcoin. It it wasn't worth much at the time, like a few hundred dollars, maybe up to a yeah. thousand ish dollars. I can't remember, but we didn't play for like a whole Bitcoin anyway. We we're just playing for like segments of it. Mm-hmm. And they had like an escrow system. So you could lock it into an escrow and then whoever won like took the Bitcoin. So it was quite complex. So it yeah. felt like quite a cool thing at the time. And then I held a bit and then I looked into it and I was like, oh, okay, the tech's cool. Like I understand what's going on here. Like it's, and the way that I used to uh, interpret it in my head, it's just like an internet money. That's what I used to think to myself. Like it was all like stuff about the the Silk Road and stuff like that was before. I don't know whether that was before at the time, but it was like really resonating in my head. And it was like, that's what Bitcoin's used for, like mm-hmm. illicit activities at the time. Oh, oh, me too. That's what I thought too, that it was the dark web. Yeah, 100%. That's what I thought. I was like, oh, cool. Like I feel like a bit of a, like a rebel, like a tech geek. Like I've got access into this world mm-hmm. if I want to use it, all this sort of stuff. Um, and so I had maybe like one thousand to two thousand dollars in there. No, like it was a lot of money for me at the time, but like nothing compared to my, like to what I'm like what I what my value is now. But at the time, like I ran through that 2017 bull run, bro, and I mm. went up 10x, 10, 15x. Like I bought some other, I bought some other cryptos. I bought some like Litecoin throughout the run. Litecoin was popping off. I, I jumped in on it, and it and it like five x in a day. 
like what? and I yeah I swear and I was like whoa this is insane like I thought I was like Mark Cuban I was like the best investor ever <laughs> like I'm gonna be a millionaire so I was thinking to myself I remember I was at work like I worked at a little cafe I was saving up money to go traveling I had a small little company that I ran on the side as well like a side hustle sort of company and I was saving up and I was looking at my crypto portfolio I was like I don't need any of this bro like I'm like flying and then I took probably my initial investment out but I, I initially invested like probably two, three hundred, got it up to probably like ten ish thousand dollars. Yeah. And then all the way back down, bro. All the way back down to zero. Like not to zero, but to, to two or three hundred. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. All the way down to zero. Rode it all the way back down the same way. And I was like, oh, okay, like it's just it's just like it was just some hype cycle, some scam. Like it's not really anything. That's what I thought to myself. Fast forward to 2020 of November. And I'm super low, like had loads of things going on in my life, like personally in a really low place, feeling like very depressed and almost not even wanted to be on the planet anymore. That's that's the position wow. that I'm in, like the lowest I've ever been in my life. Like, and this is one of the things I want to start after crypto is, is something to do with mental health. But I was so low. And then I watched a or listened to Raul Powell talk to Anthony Pompliano about Bitcoin. And I was like, <sighs> this guy's cracked. That's what I was thinking. Like Raul Powell, like he knows like the way that he presents himself and like what he's talking about, he's so smart. And then I was thinking, but like your actual fundamental understanding of Bitcoin, I think I've got a better understanding than that, that you're, that you're like portraying at the minute is what I was thinking to myself. Mm-hmm. And I was, So I listened to some more Raul Powell videos and, and the way that he talks about economics is obviously mad. And I was like, well, okay, this is insane. Like this guy's so cool. Um, and I was like, okay, well, if he's that smart and he knows that much about like macroeconomics uh, and his and his fundamental understanding of crypto, maybe isn't as good as mine. Maybe I should just create some content on it. And I just created a few videos about different crypto, about TA, um, about XRP. Because I started looking into it. Oh, I've missed a fundamental part of this story. I actually went to a house party in 2018 when I knew about Bitcoin and I was a Bitcoin maxi, like completely, like <laughs> even though I wasn't holding it anymore, really. I was Bitcoin's wow. the future, bro. hundred <laughs> percent. I was like, and this guy, this guy at this party, honestly, like, he sat next to me on the sofa, sat next to me for an hour and he just talked to me about XRP and I was doing this standard thing. Shut up, man. The market cap's never going to take it anywhere. Like it's not yeah. possible, like all this sort of stuff. And then, and then a few years later, like when in that November sort of time, when I started like reinvesting back into Bitcoin, I was like, well, let's have a look at the other text. What's still about from the 2017 bull run? Looked into them and I started that like, like scaling downwards from there and, and diversifying my portfolio and then looking more in depth at different things. I was like, looked into XRP and oh my God, like fell down the rabbit hole, fell down that rabbit hole completely. Did like two or three months solid, like every day, just digging into everything about it. And I was like, yo, this is the yeah, one. Yeah, same, same here. Same with TA and everything like, okay, even cyclically, like I can see that's going to move last. So what I'm going to do is get like a portfolio of about 20 different cryptos, have low take profits for those and cycle it into XRP for the end of season run, hopefully, mm-hmm. which I'm still waiting for, obviously. But Lawsuit? Over. Yeah, that's it, bro. And then that, that's, <laughs> that's the thought process. And then, yeah, so I start making some content somehow insanely a turn of events oh some things that i started to do like meditate uh all this sort of stuff like changing my life and then go for you like create youtube raul powell comes on as my first podcast guest no way 
Yeah, so that's bro, like a honestly. full circle event uh, for you because he was 100%. the first person that made you gravitate towards crypto full time, mm-hmm. and you got him on the podcast. Yeah, got him bro, on my first. Podcast. That's amazing because I kind of had that same thing happen to me with Coach JV. Oh yeah, I had nice. Coach JV on the podcast last yes, year, sir. and I remember when I in twenty twenty during the the pandemic, I was watching his content and I was lost. Like I was just lost, and he was the one that taught me about the sub- subconscious mind are you familiar you're familiar with this content right yeah yeah i've had him on my podcast hey, you did life. too yeah 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 oh he's yeah, dope he's bro he's amazing he's sick, bro. Yeah. and i was able to talk to him and i said hey brother you are the one that pulled me in xrp and made me deep dive into it and yeah. and and got me found got me motivated to to continue on with with being like, I thought I was, it was over for me because you know, turning thirty, I was like, oh, I, you know, I know that trap. Like by thirty, if you want to figure it out, it's gonna be hard to get a job. And I was like, no, nah, you know. And he was one that motivated me to keep to just. I found my thing. That's amazing. Mm. It's like a similar story, kind of, kind of. The full that's circle moment. Though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But then actually, it got a bit more blessed than that because Raul didn't know like loads about XRP, and he didn't even know that mm. I was a mainly XRP anyway. And I like jokingly after we finished recording, I was just chatting to him after for a little bit, obviously like still starstruck. And I was like, oh, I'll write you an article on XRP and like, wow. and see if you like it. <clears throat> and I ended up doing that and then sent it to him. He didn't even expect it. I was like, hey man, like, uh, thank you for your time. And to say thank you, like I have written you an in-depth article on XRP. It's like 20, 21 pages. And then he was like, this is perfect. Um, love the article would you mind if i published it to my like global macro investor which is like goes out to like countries like hedge funds sovereign funds banks central banks and then like i looked into it i didn't even know anything about it never heard of it and it's like forty thousand dollars a year subscription if you want to be subscribed so it's like for the top boys and then he he ended up publishing it yeah to your so, your article that you wrote on XRP. yeah yeah and i've got it for him. on my wall over there look. And he was like this is beautiful let me let me put this into it. my investors or whatever yeah. subscribers wow that's it there you just talked about the history of xrp and and what's going on yeah just i give like <clears throat> it's literally an overview of the whole like of xrp in general okay uh, start talking about like what it is like fundamentals those sorts of things give like a up to up to date cycle of what had been going on with it like lawsuit wise it was published in june of last year um and then like price predictions flare networks those sorts of things and speculation on where it could go in the future so that's amazing so yeah it's a bit of a mad one really isn't it so yeah. I, I don't know like I'm <laughs> you're no, like tied I'm, to the hip hop with xrp huh? <laughs> like yeah it's so done so much were... for you you know like your your content creation your networking and being able mm-hmm. to continue taking you places where when you're in your 30s you're gonna go look back and go man what a ride <laughs> i hope so i, I love I that you so, have the logo the, the ripple logo it's amazing. yeah i didn't uh, make that like some one of my followers <laughs> made it for me when i had like two thousand followers and i just like thought oh, i was cool man and it's got like it's got like the inside the ripple logo there's like the federal reserves inside there what? i don't know if you can quite see it yeah it's sick that's bro. amazing so i just never changed it but... artwork man like there's people out. That's one thing I love about crypto and NFTs is that people like that that probably hand drew that or create that can make mm-hmm. their art be known and and and, and be their own um, business because they just per- let their mark go out as NFTs. It's just sure. learning about it. You just gotta learn about NFTs and how to successfully launch a project with a community 
and everything like that, and you'll you'll succeed. It's like the new, it's like the new um, music, like an artist, right? Musician. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you know how to make music, and and you think you could sing or you could rhyme or whatever, back then, obviously, it was so hard to like break out. You had to find a label. Now you just drop your content on TikTok, on SoundCloud, or whatever, and poof, you build yeah, a community. NFT is a new yeah. thing for artists, for, uh, yeah, for sure. artistic people, tattoo artists, mm-hmm. dr- the doodlers, the drawers that always can draw so well. They mm-hmm. can actually somehow now, like, oh, I don't have to paint like a beautiful picture and get in the art gallery. I can just drop an NFT collection. Yeah, that's it. That's it's just, it. but the, the, the strategy behind it, but that's like how I think about life. As long as you have a plan or, or a strateg- strategize your end goal, you'll get there. Whether it's content creation, um, NFTs, music. It's just crazy how life like works if you just kind of put your mind to it like you did. You know, you saw the future in 2016, 2017, going 2018 and no, so it's, forth. It, I think you're completely right. I think that's changed for me over time. Like I don't I don't think I ever really believed that uh, for a while. Like when I was in that low period that I talked to you about. Yeah. Before that, like my whole life, I just tried to be like, tried to like fit in or be cool or try, try and be like what people are like and search for validation all the time. Like, and I wasn't being authentic. I wasn't being myself. But when I got that low, I was just like, am I allowed to swear on it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was just like, oh, fuck it. Then. I'm <laughs> like, I'm already low. So fuck it. I may as well just be myself. Yeah. And then as soon as I started being myself, bro, now everyone wants to talk to me. It's mad. It's actually mad like that, mm-hmm. that full flip of just, be authentic. Be authentic. And people are either gonna like it or they're not. And if they don't and like that's it, the way you want to have it. Like it. Let's yeah. go, bro. Yeah. That's the way you want to have it. It's the cliche thing to say is be authentic. Because you know, it's funny. I make a joke. It's like you're pretending to be someone and like someone, and you and then you're around that person and you're you're someone you're acting like someone else that you, you were trying to cater to this person. Yeah. And it's like you forget who you are. You're like you're yeah, like pretending exactly. to be someone else. Like, wait a minute, I that's thought you were acting like this. Why are you acting like, like oh wrong person? And you switch you're like a chameleon. Yeah, that's it. Bro. <laughs> it's that's like you it. forget who you're supposed to be around 100%. the wrong crowd. And they're like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, you've just got to be you. Yeah, man. And like, it's too much just thinking. That. Like, okay, I'm hanging out with these guys, these people today. I gotta act like this. All right. <laughs> yeah, and just you know it's important. People that do that. Like, people that yeah, do that. from that, but like taking that into this space. Something that's important mm-hmm. is. Like, don't worry about being wrong either. Like, this exactly. space is new. Like, if you're learning shit, give your own opinion. If you're wrong, like, be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I was I was wrong. And, like, understand why and, and learn about something else. But, like, a lot of people get scared about reporting on stuff or creating content because they, they might not know as much as the next person. Like, I don't know as much as, like, what a dev would know. Like, no way near. So, mm-hmm. I presume sometimes I've given out information that might not be completely right. But it's my understanding of it. And that's the way that you've got to, that's the way that you've got to transmit that, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's yeah. that's the truth, you know. Like this, mm-hmm. just just if you're wrong, it's okay. You, and then it's it's recorded, it's mm-hmm. on the it's on um the cyber web, whatever it's out there. People <laughs> yeah, always go all people always can go back and fact check. No one's a hundred percent right all the time when it comes to exactly. anything in life. You know, if I was, and I, you know, you'd be like, <laughs> I'd be taking bets. You know what I mean? Like here, bet, bet. <laughs> like you know, it's just how life is. You know, people just. Sometimes people don't like what they hear. It's not what they want to hear. Even if you um, say something negative, people call it FUD, FUD, FUD. It's like the, the, the easy thing to throw at people if you're saying something truthful and it mm-hmm. comes out as negative to somebody. You know, and, and that's why, like, I want to start talking about XRP because you know you've been in this very long, long, longer than me, way longer than a lot of people that are listening mm-hmm. to this, right, in regards of 90 people that don't even make content or are thinking about it. <laughs> you, you've seen it all. And I want to ask you something. 
have you noticed this year for some reason there's more people speaking up against xrp and especially like it's a lot of content creators too that are either newer to the space that are just not new to the space but like new to content creation Mm -hmm. Uh, and i feel like it happens every year why are they so outspoken about xrp why are they so against the army or the family or whatever the community the new xrp community well, I think there's a few, the new, the new XRP community, yeah. hashtag new XRP yeah. community. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I think there's a few reasons for it. I think that one, uh, people who hold XRP are quite like married to it, like yes. inclu- yeah. including myself. Like I, I wouldn't say I'm a maxi, but I would say that I am married to it, but just because I spend so much time yeah. in it and I do I'll genuinely believe. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll defend it. I believe what I say. Yeah. So that's the first one. Um, and it gets a lot of passionate, like there's a lot of passion behind it, so it gets a lot of clicks. If you if you uh, put something negative out about negative XRP, or positive, you're yeah. yeah you're getting some you're getting clicks on that. So I think that's the first thing. And then fundamentally, though, I don't think many un- understand it. I don't think a lot of people understand it to a to a, a fundamental level. I think they automatically have blinkers on against it because there's a corporation guiding the escrow and they don't look into what that actually means i think that's a positive for any any kind of cryptocurrency but it does go against the it goes against the ethos of the initial idea of crypto that it's going to be decentralized but i but again the ledger is decentralized and as is the token like they don't own the token that you've got in your wallet or anything like that they can't Mm -hmm. make more anything they can't take it away from you (laughs) exactly so that's what i mean they don't really understand it so that and that comes from the first the first like step you take into the space you almost get told that xrp is bad just like i did like i took a step into space i'm a, i'm holding bitcoin my initial reaction because of what i've seen from everybody else is saying uh xrp is never going to do anything because the market cap and it's centralized and then that's it and they turn it off and then they see some news and they try and link it into that narrative and then they can just report mm-hmm. on it and they also know that it gets views so i feel like it's lack of research as much as anything and i'm not going to say that i'm right or wrong mm-hmm. because i we don't know any time will tell but i feel like to to create that that like narrative without having like the right amount of research behind it like it already shows that you haven't got that much knowledge in the space in general like because i'd say that there are projects i do like projects i don't like but i never just throw food at something um unless there's unless there's something really obvious that i can talk about Mm -hmm. i don't like food and stuff anyway like i don't really do that i always i always big up most projects like even with this like eth gate and the xrp lawsuit and, and ethereum specifically yeah i don't JP, want JP i don't Morgan. want ETH to go down yeah but <laughs> yeah. i don't want ETH to go down i want the yeah. space to decide like yeah even if they're doing dodgy things behind closed doors corporations doing whatever corporations do i want the space it's to decide inevitable. if they're going to be a winner yeah, yeah exactly and and that's why i've noticed i'm like man like half the time i'm like thinking i'm like all right are people trying to just talk bad about xrp for a clicks or a clickbait I'm like, that's not, and I'm. I try and tell people, like, man, that's like not the way you want to. Um, I get it. You can poke fun at it or whatever, whether you like XRP or you don't. But you don't want to build your 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 reputation on through via content creation, just being that someone that's just bashing a token just Mm -hmm. because it's getting you views. Like, what? That's no value in that. Otherwise, other than the people that actually hate the token too. Yeah, yeah. See, I got another content creator talking crap about XRP. It's just, it's like I understand like being in the middle doesn't get that many views or clicks, but I I guess if you truly don't like the project, then I guess that's fine, right? Because that's how you really believe what you really believe. But then if you really believe in the project, and you're over here talking about it because you negative about it because you know that it gets more clicks, like that's not being authentic, you know. And that's just me. That's just me saying, hey, like to each their own. You do whatever you want, but 
I've been I don't know if it's just me, but I've been seeing that a lot. Like last year, it was legit. Like you could feel the hate when people were talking about XRP, and then you could feel the people that love. It was like mm. so like oh now it's like I feel like now I don't know what's real. Like do you really hate XRP or do you do you do you even like XRP when they make good positive content about it? And then when they make negative, do you? It's just it's it's kind of fugazi, kind of fugazi, whatever. Now yeah, like like yeah. what is real, what's not? So I said, you know what, I'm not even worried about it anymore. I'm gonna get so outlandishly crazy. XRP family, <laughs> so they know they people know I love XRP, and I'm like that's how I thought about. I'm gonna stand out because before yeah, I used to XRP good. family, I just be kind of general. You know, now yeah. I'm like I love XRP. <laughs> yeah, I love that, bro. I love that. I love that. But Grab yeah, the attention. What do you think about the lawsuit, and what are your like thoughts about it ending in April? Like that, you know, I've predicted April, May. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. are saying September, end of the year, 2023. What do you think about it? Have you, you know, I know everyone has their own research about the lawsuit from beginning to end. Yeah, I think um, it massively depends on what happens with these emails from William Himmler. Yes. What, what, yes. What's uh, Judge Annette Burns going to come out and say about them? And the if they're redacted, notes, right? If the yeah. Redacts, uh... <laughs> I think that if they are redacted, though, I think that Ripple still get to see them. I just don't oh, think it gets straight into the public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um it depends what comes out with them. Like if we get that set, it's settlement settlement time, in my opinion, they'll probably appeal it, um, and that'll probably delay the case. But we're also waiting on um, like fair notice, and I'm not sure when that yes. is because I know that they like obviously got the motion to strike. Like the judge dismissed that motion. Mm-hmm. That's the SEC. We're trying to get rid of that, and then the judge said no, basically. Um, so I don't know when that comes in. That's something that I really don't know. But I know that I'm pretty sure today that I've seen they filed for summary judgment as September the 21st. So everything's got to happen before summary judgment. Yes. So we've got to if we get if we get these emails, they'll probably settle. If we get the fair, that that fair notice will come before that as well at some point. So we're basically just waiting to see what's happening in the next Wait and see. Yeah. Two, two, three months. Like we could at any point get a settlement is at that point in the case, I think. I'm not sure exactly on discovery because it was my understanding that discovery had finished in like the end of uh, was, February. Yeah, I think it was they extended that from mm-hmm. the fourth. I I don't know if it was January 14th, but I think it was February. They extended yeah. that, and then that's when we went on to um the SEC trying to strike the fair notice, and then that that's was it. that was pushed back. Like no, they can use the fair notice defense, and then um something about um April. I forgot what date it was. April something where uh. Chris Larson and Brad Gollinghouse have to re- re- uh, file a response to something. Uh, yeah, it's like top of my head. It's like fuzzy because I remember reading it. But that after that, we're waiting to see if the uh, basically the most recent thing was the SEC was saying, well, there's some document, there's some parts of the email that shouldn't be used. Mm. So no, I think yeah, I think that what you're talking about from Brad Gollinghouse and Chris Larson's regards to their like personal like suit, yeah. And yeah. then in regards to the discovery, like I, like we were just saying, end of February, but like from what I'm seeing recently, and maybe I got my understanding wrong in the first place, was like, I think it's just expert discovery that finished on the, in the end of February, which I mean, yes, I think that was it, expert discovery, yeah. yeah. I so guess I think no new information can some, be brought in. I don't know, because I think, I think Jeremy Hogan then talked about saying discovery was nearly finished, or there was some kind of extension, but I always get mm. confused as to whether they're talking about for yeah. individual defendants or yeah. for the Ripple case in general, so... But we know that it is coming to a close. We know that we're waiting for the judge. The main takeaways for me at the minute are we're just waiting for the judge's decision on these emails. Yeah. The, Est- the Estabrook notes for the 
Brad Garner House deposition. I don't think they're that big. Like we already obviously know what was said because you don't even need the notes to prove that yep. the SEC won't be trying to block that. So that's yep. pretty obvious. Um, it's just what's in these emails and whether we get them. And I think we will like get not we as a public, but I think we as in Ripple will get access to those emails. And yeah. I think if they do, then it's, it's, it's GGs. It, it, yeah, it always has to, GG. I always said it's <laughs> GG. <laughs> it's always it's always uh, goes back to if the fact that William Hinman and the word Ethereum is in the email and the word not a security. Those four words, Ethereum, not a security somewhere in there. It's over. Yeah, but it goes deeper than that, bro. Like, yeah, it's very. There's a very high. The chance whole conspiracy it... of, of, oh man, like the whole thing. I I remember I deep dove into it where they spoke with this law firm or something like that. Yeah, Simpson Thatcher. Yes, yes, Thatcher. And then it was like, how do we t- articulate our words with Ethereum to make it not come bite us in the butt later on in the future? Yeah, like exactly. it was so crazy. Where I'm like, this is really like, this really happened. And then mm. supposedly it's an opinion. You know, it's we, we all know XRP holders that do the research know this thing is going to look really bad for their seat depending on what's in those emails and what comes out where Ripple's yeah. – the judge is like, what? There's 53 emails and of in those emails, I think there's something like 50 drafts of the speech. They changed it that many times. Oh, my goodness. But the, the absolute smoking gun that we're looking for and the, the Ripple lawyer – I forgot what his name is off the top of my head right now uh no it's not going to come to me so i'm matt someone matt solomon uh he basically said in his last in his last like thing that he wrote that is there's a potential in this email chain that they say xrp is not a security that too imagine imagine they've said that now now it's like why are you now they just shot himself in the foot in 2018 two years before or one year before they finally that helps the fair notice defense Oh, bro, that's because done. it's like, that's yo, you, you, we asked you. Remember when, 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 yeah. when the emails came out a couple weeks ago? Yeah, we we sent two. They the first time the, they said, hey, this, they might come after you after this. Okay, they revised it, mm-hmm. and actually didn't say anything for for years. Yeah, that that was <laughs> now way back it's when. like, oh, you want to say it's not, and then now you want to yeah, say it is, and then exactly. Jay Clayton wants to leave and go revise for Ethereum. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, it's world. like how. How can how can like one company say how can they say okay it's obviously a security and then in 2018 potentially when he's writing for a speech of like potential <laughs> guidance say in that in that email chain XRP is not a security but yeah. one year later it obviously has been for the last seven years like it's the most ridiculous thing ever and I don't like to get into the, like conspiracy of it because I, I don't like to play that game uh, I no. don't. But, oh, my God, like, what is going on? And the crazy, the funny thing is, is that in regards of the settlement, Ripple can easily pay the fine or whatever it is that they want. Mm-hmm. They want the, the money mm-hmm. that they $3 billion, Ripple can easily pay that. It's the, the the fact that, hey, are we going to be labeled a security or not security? And remember, Brad Garnhouse said they will not settle if the word security is attached to XRP. It has to be the settlement will only be confirmed or done is if the SEC says, okay, you guys aren't a security. Then I'm, I guarantee Ripple have no problem paying and moving on, slapping the wrist and moving on. But the SEC is—I don't know what the heck its agenda is. I don't know. I, I feel like it's by design, by greater powers, like money, right? Like, like up there, the man or whatever you want to call it, and around the world, the global elites. It's like what? Yeah. What does this like? I'm trying to think from the SEC, like why are they so hell bent on making XRP security? You know what I mean? It's crazy, like. Yeah, I didn't get it. I think like initially they just thought it'd be a quick fine. See you later. Like because everything else was. 
Yeah, everything like, else and, was. Yeah, if you look at like Uniswap, that's like, uh, Coinbase. Yeah. You better not launch Eos. the Yeah. Yeah. Those uh, Monero, so was it Monero one? Uh, I just know like off the top of my head, it's like EOS and Kick Token. Or yeah, Token. there's been a lot the last year. Mm. Um, I think Tether too. They were coming after Tether, I think. Oh, I'm um, not sure about that. And but, then, um, yeah, but if you look at those, like, so if you look at EO specifically, I think their fine was for like a hundred yeah, mil, but then they that. actually only paid like a million. So <laughs> they pay it like straight away, but they paid like a mil. So it's like, oh, we'll just settle for like a million. Here's a mil. So I think that's what they thought would happen with Ripple. But Ripple were like, yo, we've actually been coming to meet you for like, uh, yeah. how many years? Eight years. And you're just gonna just slap a lawsuit on us for no reason. We're coming to meet you for eight years. So no, we're not gonna settle with you. We're not going to settle with you. And I think that obviously the case was for more with Ripple. I think it's like 1.8 billion or something, isn't it? Yeah. Together, so. Yeah. So Ripple can easily pay that, you know? And it's just crazy. It's crazy how I yeah. type in SEC crypto lawsuit. It's all Ripple. It's all Ripple. That's like <laughs> the biggest news. <laughs> it's Ripple. 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 I, typed in, like... I, I didn't even type. I didn't even type XRP in. <laughs> it's all Ripple. It's like the big. But like EO, EO settlement in there. And I think it would tell you like how much the case was I'm... for and how much it got settled for oh, in the end. Here. I, I don't know. SEC orders blockchain company to pay 24 million penalty for unregistered ICO. Yeah. But I don't know. If this, oh, it's block one. I don't know if that's, this is block one. I don't one. know if that's actually what they paid. That Was it the fine was submitted for like 100 and they pay like 20 or, this, or this something is, like that? It was, this is for a uh, block one different company. Oh, okay. 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 I'm just trying to figure out like where's that list that showed all the lawsuits right here. Oh, it was. It was. It was the same thing then. 24 million. Yeah. US maker block one. Yeah, look. So they they say they've raised four point one billion, they pay and then they only paid twenty four mil. They're like, oh yeah, okay, you you should pay a fine on on four point one billion dollars, but then they end up paying twenty four mil. That's like five percent, is it? Wow. It's not even five percent. It's like point point five percent. Point five. Like nothing. Here you go. Yeah, that's mad. So that so if Ripple did the same thing, one point they're only one point eight billion at Ripple, and then point five percent of that is like what? Yeah. I don't even know. I That's why I'm like here. thinking, but I think that mil. Ripple doesn't want to have that um that uh the uh the yeah the, lawsuit the word attached yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just it's just mad. I think they just overstepped the mark a little bit and they didn't they think they were gonna fight it back. They, but... I guess they did. I don't think they did either. I, I thought that it was gonna be a, they thought that it was gonna be a quick settlement. <laughs> All right, they're gonna pay, they're they're scared, but Ripple's like, no, nah, we didn't do anything wrong, we're gonna fight. Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. Man, I can't yeah, find the just... thing. I should have looked it up. <laughs> but I wanted to see a list of all the the, the suits, the lawsuits that uh, the SC was involved in. You know, like oh, okay. there's a list yeah. of them. There's like a bunch of them. I remember Coach JV. But... Shout out Coach JV. He pulled it up one time. They're they're in with like library and stuff at the minute, aren't they? Yeah, I have to like go to their like oh right here. But I don't know if this is like all crypto. But yeah, there's it's a lot of them, and you can see that. This one settled. That one settled. This one settled. This one settled. And I'm like, dang, XRP and Ripple. I mean, Ripple is just defending the hell out of XRP. They're they're fighting to the end. But I think because yeah, they truly know that what they did was not what the SEC's claiming that they did, knowing that knowing what they did was wrong. Because that's what the SEC's saying. Mm-hmm. You knew these were securities, and you still offered them for funding to you know what a security is. You gave something something with the with the with the thought of it eventually blooming. And mm-hmm. you're getting rewarded. Not registering yeah. that with the SEC means that you did it illegally. But 100%. but it's 100%. like even um, Crypto Mom says like a crypto how is it how is it built its utility? You know, without having that an ICO like 
And that's why yeah. she was proposing, like, uh, uh, what is that? A uh, grace period. Ethereum did yeah, the same that, thing. That, that, that's what Hester Pierce was trying to Hester propose. Hester Pierce, yeah. yeah. I, I, know, I, yeah. Mom, I couldn't think of the name. I was remembering. <laughs> yes, it's a hard one. It's a hard one. I think that, like, the space is obviously so new. I just think that I don't think you can kind of go after any company uh, if you don't have any sort of strict exactly. regulation in place. There's, there's no way. Like, I don't understand how that's even a thing. Um, I don't really understand American law or I understand it way more now. I, I understand it more now <laughs> than I used lawsuit. to. Yeah. But like, it just makes no sense. Like what, like, where's the logic there? And then they, but now like it's been a complete Corrupt. 180. Corruption, gonna, money. Yeah, 100%. Money. It's all about, it's all about money. It's more all about money than I thought it was, which yeah. makes me feel sad as well. Growing up, we don't know anything. Like meaning growing up, I didn't know anything. You know, I didn't realize BlackRock, that type. Yeah, Being into crypto opened my eyes to that. Yeah, BlackRock owns damn near the whole world yeah exactly parted with alibaba which is china's uh amazon mm-hmm. aliexpress or whatever mm-hmm. alibaba actually yeah. but like when you start realizing like you know going out rabbit holes i'm like whoa there this whole thing is bigger than what i thought in america right it's the whole global mm-hmm. and it's funny this lawsuit is literally the ripple lawsuit is just for the u.s yeah, no, and it's yeah. like the biggest thing ever. I'm like, Ripple doesn't even need the U.S. to survive. It's, it's just because the equities market is so big in the U.S. Uh, yeah. It's like 52 percent of the mm-hmm. world's uh, equities market, and like everyone's eyes are on the U.S. Obviously, it's a massive uh, economic what, powerhouse. What the U.S. So. does, yeah, that's it. Follow suits in a sense, for sure, at least in a way. But like, if they they're not going to do anything like too ridiculous now anyway, because they're yeah. kind of they're kind of on the back foot anyway. But Mm-hmm. Pardon me. Going back to Ali Alibaba. Yeah, right. They're linked yeah. with uh BlackRock and, and I yeah, forgot what's another one. It was another a uh, couple do other wanna, Do you wanna know something mad about Ali uh, so Alibaba use Alipay <laughs> yeah, and uh, Alipay, yeah. WeChat. WeChat use WeChat Pay. So they're the two biggest like payment networks in, in China and they take like ninety three percent of Chinese volume of payments, which is twenty seven trillion dollars a year. And they're both partnered with Tranglo, who reports Tranglo no way so, so they've got so it's 27 trillion dollars go through wechat pay or alipay that so that's like 93 percent of the chinese remittance market and they're partnered with triangle if you go on triangle's website they're both on the front page of partners <sighs> oh check it out and ripple Bro, that's holds 40 percent tra- i mean i love making content about um triangle yeah, it's mad, bro. Yeah, check. Go on yeah. triangle and then go partners go like triangle.partners or so triangle.com forward slash partners you find it there i just found it on a tweet so partners. yeah so if you can find that there'll be a like there's like a page on Tranglo's website where you can just literally comes up all their partners are there it says like 1300 countries or whatever i'm gonna pull um, it up right now i'm gonna type in Tranglo and then partners yeah the way you can definitely find it is if you go on crypto aries tweet uh that's partnership yeah that's it this is it this is it when this loads alipay yeah, alipay and then bottom right Accent, ais i mean remember them uh yeah wechat pay then wechat <laughs> That's mad. And then now, the have a look. Know. yeah, have a look now at Chinese remittance market and look at uh, Alipay and WeChat Pay. Ninety-three percent of the Chinese remittance is at twenty-seven twenty-seven trillion dollars a year payments. It's amazing. It's mad. It's mad, bro. That right that here. is mad. That blew my mind. Yeah. If you if you put like uh, AliChat and WeChat Pay, yeah, this is it. That could be it. I don't know. Somewhere Ali around chat, here. WeChat. Uh, yeah, and then put payment market in China or whatever, and it will talk about it. <laughs> it tells you like how much the the, the payments in China. So these are, are the forecast for how many people are using it. 
Um, Combined number of new 2.5 billion users by 2025, like I said. Because like 1.4 billion people isn't there in China, I think. Yeah. See if I can find the article. Quick time. Where? Uh, I sent it to my group chat this morning, but just not like with my friends. Yeah, uh, 220, uh, $27 trillion market. Yeah, and they, they take a 93% stake. Oh, this is the one. And then Here, the, together, they hold 90 yeah. to 95% of the market. Yeah, 39%. This is back in 2020, so it's only going to get bigger. Yeah, exactly. 39% for WeChat, 55% for Alipay. Yeah, so 94% Alipay, 39% WeChat. That's crazy, isn't it? And this is how you research, you guys. Everyone watching or listening, this is how you research. <laughs> yeah, that's flipping mad. $27 trillion a year. It's huge. That money is just going to flow. Like, that's the, the thing about I said before, I was like, XRP is going to be utilized in, the, in, the, in five years. People won't even know that's being used. You won't even yeah, know. Exactly. You won't even know XRP is being used for all these transactions. And I was watching yeah. a video back on, I was saying that they obviously eliminate the problem of people saying, oh, XRP is too volatile because you want to send a million dollars to somebody. It's mm-hmm. not going to be a million dollars when it gets to them. Because of the volatility, yeah. I'm like, but that's why XRP was able, XRP the technology was able to do that within four seconds. Yeah, exactly. There's no, so he, there's no worry about, about volatility. It's yeah, he talks about volatility instant. risk of holding yeah. uh, capital for uh, like three to five days, doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he, he was about. yeah, he was talking about it on, on this interview, talking about how they removed this the problem of mm-hmm. of the uh, obviously the undemanded liquidity, but being able to transfer the money seamlessly. When people were, that's what people were saying. Oh, XRP needs to be a stable coin. I think, like, I actually do think that it it, it might need to be, but just not like at one dollar, it wouldn't work. It needs that's, to be that's a, what a I was way thinking. higher price. That's this is what I was thinking. All right, so this is like a go on. this is how my brain and like kind of puts it together, right? So a stable coin, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say we're in a twenty-seven trillion dollar uh, market for you know Ripple, right? Ripple's like the the Swift of uh, yeah. dystopian world where Swift is now yeah. Ripple. Ripple Swift yeah. got crumbled, right? And XRP is like, all right, we're a stable coin now because apparently this is the argument that people have that XRP needs to be a stable coin, so we're gonna be a stable coin. You have a company that brings in um, fifty trillion dollars a year, and I have a company that brings in twenty trillion dollars a year, and then you're letting me alone, like, hey, I'm gonna send John. A trillion dollars you need to have a minted how many coins mm-hmm. a trillion dollars worth of coins to send that to me obviously i know the price is stable but at the same time what's happening to the u.s dollar and the dollars around the world it's getting inflated it's the same problem just digitally now you create mm-hmm. and, and tether has been having to produce more tokens to supply the demand of people using tether the uset it's going to be the same problem which is inflationary the inflation of the tokens being minted to create, to handle the volume of money being moved. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you transfer the money and then you, you switch it over and then you swap it to whatever you want or whatever, but those tokens are now minted and existed on. So it's just creating more and more and more volume of, of, of the token. Whereas mm-hmm. XRP, obviously the amount is already pre-mined, $100 billion that's already there. <laughs> if XRP is $100 for one token... The amount of XRP tokens required to move that trillion dollars is going to be less, and it's mm-hmm. going to be instant. And that's how my brain is working. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> it's controlled inflation because mm-hmm. the higher the price of XRP, the less amount of XRP tokens is required to move that amount of money. So whereas I'm throwing random numbers, a trillion dollars would take uh, a trillion um, 
tokens if it was one dollar. But if XRP was ten dollars, it's less than a trillion tokens. It's like a billion tokens or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's how I'm thinking. I don't know how crazy it sounds, but it makes sense. I'm like, theoretically, it sounds stupid to a lot of people. That's why a ten thousand dollar XRP actually makes sense because it's not going to require that many tokens, and it can be enough tokens to supply the worldwide use case of it. Whoever is using XRP. Yeah, the man, underlying sure. technology. I know it for sounds sure. kind of crazy. I don't know what. What do you think about that? Have you ever thought about I, it that way? I've got an extra twist on that for you <laughs> that I've been really like diving into a little bit recently. So, imagine like Binance Coin, like BNB. Um, yes, that's an exchange token for the exchange Binance, <laughs> and that's run up to like what six hundred dollars a token. Yep. What does it do? You said what it Binance? Do, yeah. What does it do? What does BNB do? Literally, what like. Just in a short in a short response, what does it do? It's an exchange token. It doesn't do anything. Yes. It does, so it gives it's you just it's a middleman features. for swapping tokens to whatever you want, right? Exactly. And it gives you like access to like maybe uh cheaper like make taker deals on the website. It might give you uh access. I think it gives you like cheaper travel in Asia because they've got some partners over there. It gives you a few little things to incentivize you to use the Binance token over like yes. USDT into something else. It gives and so for Binance themselves. They've created something to en- endorse their platform that you've bought that's then gone up in value and given them a ridiculous market cap because everyone's bought it just because essentially all they do is like the platform they use it. Like yeah. if I'm going to use Binance, I use Binance tokens. So I get a discount on the platform that they've created. Yeah. And Avalanche so, and Luna, there's like so many. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but think about what XRP and Ripple are trying to do. And this is the one where like I really try and like I've been trying to get this out. I don't know if I explained it very well at the minute, but if you think that the XRP ledger in itself is a decentralized exchange. So that means you can trade value on there. It doesn't matter what the value is. Yes. You can trade that value from one place to another. It could be gold into anything, anything yeah. you want, like into a Tesla stock, into the dollar, into Bitcoin, into whatever you want all at the same time. So you can do all that on, on the XRP ledger. Um, so if you think of the XRP as a token of that exchange and what you're, all, what you're bringing onto the exchange at the minute with ODL corridors are yeah. literally different countries like almost their circulating supply of dollars any amount of their dollars or whatever the reserve currency is at the minute is coming onto that exchange and can be used through the xrp token as an exchange token to transfer into any other dollar at the minute is the way we're looking at it but then you start bringing on other things so ripple got liquidity hub coming in a minute or like coming soon and that's going to be like a they call it an aggregator that goes on top of any other crypto platform so then we've not only got dollars now we've also got crypto on this exchange Mm -hmm. like they're using the ripples xrp ledger to like oversight other exchanges find find the best prices so you've got all the dollars from all these countries coming onto the exchange all the different cryptos coming onto the exchange and as soon as you start mashing together yeah nfts we're going to have other things going on there so we're going to see like we're going to see russia for example accept bitcoin for pay for for natural gas payments it's you slow see, like, bitcoin is slow 100 uh, uh, uh uh, environment the environment yeah they're trying to legalize, like... uh, legalize mining over there it's bad you know okay yeah, i'm sorry <laughs> yeah that's no, no, good bro and then you see like china like mm-hmm. trying to exchange um in in oil like to digital yuan now so all these things are like pointing towards the weakening of the dollar but they all still need a network <clears throat> a network of exchange sorry my voice is going not feeling very well they all still need a network of exchange and if these networks are being built where there's already all the access to crypto, which is going to be the new thing, like everyone's talk- <clears throat> talking about it financially. And then you've got all these countries with like hard to reach remittance corridors 
are all on there as well. That's automatic liquidity mm -hmm. to those countries and automatic liquidity to those crypto exchanges. All you need to start doing is mixing in some commodities in there. And why do you need to go anywhere else when you've already got an inbuilt exchange and token all on there mm -hmm. from a country, by the way, who automatically run the world reserve currency? This could. This company Ripple is based in there, and they still own half the circulating supply. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah, not released the to the there. market. So right now, exactly. XRP is technically a a token that has 50 billion in supply, roughly 47 or something. 50 billion, I just mm -hmm. say 50 billion. Mm -hmm. That's its true overall supply right now because the other half is an escrow, or whatever. Correct. Yeah. What you're saying, everything you're saying, that is where the volume is coming from. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's going to increase. Mm -hmm. um, the, it's the more not corridors just payment systems. On. No, it's going to be everything. And that's where, that's how you get to these like mad numbers for XRP. Yeah. And people say that it's like conspiracy. I don't like, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't like to look up there. I, uh, I don't like to look up there. I really don't because. People don't like, want to listen to what you just said, brother. Like I was like, in fact, oh yes. Because we get it though. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't yeah. want to hear. It. They think that you're just making excuses or you're just like, oh, I don't get, it's too, it's a rabbit hole. It's too much mm -hmm. to where people know they look at basic tokenomics and they're like oh a, a xrp being a hundred dollars is gonna be this much market cap might know like the end goal of ripple and xrp is bigger than what we even know right now we're still yeah. so early it's bigger than what we can ever fathom 100 percent. the market cap in this case doesn't matter because it's not it's not you're not assessing it the way that you would assess a normal mm -hmm. like structured company it's not that's not what you're trying to assess all we're trying to do here and what ripple are trying to do they even say it it's like they're just trying to build like a network for the world to run on. Like at some point, we know we're going to change the CBDCs. We know we're having that implementation come through. Are we going to get Bitcoin as some kind of reserve currency? Are, like people are going to start accepting it? If yes, great. Like there's still going to be need, need to be a network to be on and off of Bitcoin. You're going to need to plug the networks together. Where the CBDC is going to run, they're still going to have to plug That's into some more. comes into picture too. Yeah, exactly. You, you're going to have to have these different like networks that are going to relay information to each other. But if you've already got one that's plugged into at the minute, 22 different illiquid countries, and then there's going to be an overledger to not an overledger, but an overlayer or aggregator to different crypto exchanges mm -hmm. there. And that and crypto's up and coming in the financial world with CBDCs. And then you've got countries that people can't get access to anyway, mm -hmm. where else are you going to plug things? Why wouldn't you plug other extra things into that? It just makes sense. It's <laughs> It's it's insane because people don't want to go a deep dive into the ones that don't believe in XRP, don't want to get into falling into mm -hmm. this rabbit hole because once you get in, you're not going to get out. And, and Coach <laughs> V is one of the ones that made me go keep paying attention, keep researching, keep going, and you too. So it's for, for me to like see how – speaking to you directly about it, I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. Even though like I am trying so hard to like – not be a, a super XRP in your face, even though I have my content is like that, but it's just for the family, for people that actually like it. What you're saying is just like, that's it, bro. Like, it's that's we're so blessed to be able to be in the forefront of this technology that's going to overtake mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And I'm, go on, no, and I'll say Bitcoin is, is yes, we'll accept Bitcoin as, as, as a means of currency, right? But the technology difference between them and Ripple is just bar none. Yeah, and, and you've also got to think like, and this means a lot in legacy finance that Ripple have been about. They're in with the banks, like you know that that yeah. image that you say circulates a lot, and it's important because 
that's how legacy finance structures are created. Yep. Like they're created by people networking. You've got to trust the system just the same way. Like the, this is the similarity in the comparison that I draw to Binance coin BNB. You're not going to go out there and buy BNB token if you've never used Binance before and you don't like the network. If you yep. if you start using Binance as an exchange and you think you think it's crap, you're not going to buy the Binance coin. But yep. if Binance said, okay, come and use our platform, we'll give you some free Binance coin to trade with to show you how good our fees are, like all this sort of stuff. That's what Ripple are doing with banks. That is what they're doing with banks. They're doing it with countries and they're doing it with banks. Try it out. People don't yeah, understand. Exactly. Out. And they love it. I mean, they all love on, it. Yeah, hop on they our ODL system. Yep. Hop on our ODL system. Save yourself 99% in cross-border remittances. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was exactly. reading articles. They're like, we love it. We're the, it. with China and, and, and uh, Singapore. Like, oh, <laughs> we love it. Pay, Bro. Poop, 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 and it. and you, go, you go down this rabbit hole and it gets deeper <laughs> and deeper because then you go, okay, well, what's the next step at CBDCs? All right, well, we'll what builds your Ripple... CBDCs? The Digital exactly. Pound Foundation. Exactly, which Ripple even, is a part of. Ripple even back is before that, right bro. there with Quine and Algorand. All they're there. XTC, they're all Man, together. The for the, oh, e- no. Everyone, but like, like the Digital Pound Foundation. That's like that's the first taste of these powerful crypto networks working together. That's just a taste. Quine, yeah. Ripple, Algorand, XTC. What else was there? It was not consensus. It was something else. I forgot what it was. Uh, Avax is on there. Avax, I love yeah, Avax. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite blockchains, uh, layer ones. Um, they're all working <laughs> together. Like, wh- wh- what do you think about that? Like, that's just the first. There's gonna be multiple, um, right? Yeah, like, like I think that's important. I do. I think that that's important. And like we've seen, there's there's another one recently, isn't there? Uh, the Euro Foundation, something like yeah. that. The the Euro Association ripples on that as well. Like. This is what I mean. They build, they build the infrastructure for things. They just push, they push out like the infrastructure and give it out for free. Like this is what I was going to touch on a second ago. Is they're like Ubri Foundation, which is their like university like investment portfolio. And they go around to different countries like the Middle East and they fund universities to to explore CBDCs. And then they've got a private ledger for them to do that on as well. So like they give a fifty million dollar donation to MIT back in like twenty sixteen. Wow. And MIT have. have come up with the first digital dollar proposal so it's like this is where this is how deep it goes like where like where does the, gary where does the line end? To MIT. yeah gary genzer <laughs> was there when ripple yep. gave the 50 million donation to mm-hmm. mit and gary genzer was working on cryptocurrency it's it's mad it's mad it's all mad and then you've got then another thing linking link to the middle east is like you've got like lulu exchange with like saudi Egypt. arabia yeah saudi arabia like one of their biggest banks like it's happening like they're they're a, a ripple partner now specifically they're in the documents ripple yeah. xrp like it's in the documents uh their little white uh <laughs> white paper i call it but it's like a little i was like i made a video about it i was like ripple we love Ripple. they basically love ripple yeah 100 percent. and then we saw yesterday or the day before i can't remember what his name was but a cambridge university professor uh went on to real vision which is raul powell's like uh economic show and he said that the the stance on cryptocurrency in the Middle East has changed almost overnight with the invasion of, of, of Russia. And when you've already got a company like Ripple who are in and about helping them with like banking, this sort of thing, like, like I know you can hate XRP. I can understand why people can see like what they can see and say that it's centralized mm-hmm. because they haven't got the clear picture. If you look into it and you see in these sorts of things, like either I am insane, either I'm insane or it's just slapping you in the face that like just, they're going to be involved. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's cra- it's crazy. It's- and, I'm, and I might be slightly insane, but like, I, I don't think, think I'm that. 
<laughs> think, but I mean, ten years ago, I'd say 2012. Ten years ago, if you or even seven, eight years ago, 2016, like you, like when you found Bitcoin, etc. Imagine telling people around you if you went oh, back right. from the future today to back then and telling people, "Hey, Bitcoin is going to be Salvador, El Salvador's currency." Mm-hmm. Um, all the greatest, richest investors of all time are going to move into uh, Bitcoin and use mm-hmm. it as a hedge against inflation. And mm-hmm. Bitcoin is going to replace, you know, like and then and then talk about all these all these other cryptos. People would be like, yeah. "What the heck are you talking about?" Like, yeah, they would laugh. They would laugh or think you're I, crazy. Yeah, and something mad is that I didn't really mention earlier. Banks is- are gonna, rich people are gonna drool yeah. over Bitcoin. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like we, me and my friend, yeah, we. So throughout COVID, we were like locked down, and every Friday we used to go for a walk like me and my mate. And I was talking to him about this when I first like started looking back into crypto. And he was like, why? He was like, to me, oh, you need to start talking about like these, some of these predictions and that, that, yeah. you're gonna, that you're happening. And everything we talked about that I used to say was like speculative. I kept out of my videos. So I just wanted to keep them factual. That's like happening. I was like, oh, imagine if a country starts using Bitcoin. Imagine if a central bank starts holding Bitcoin. <laughs> imagine if like central banks start trading a digital currency and, and we use XRP as a cross-border bridge asset for that. <laughs> And then, and then all these things are like starting to unravel in front of your eyes. Like they are. And it's, it's just it's, madness. It feels like I live in like a parallel universe. Oh, and you're like watching it from like yeah. a third point person view. Yeah. Especially like with your content. In my head, bro. Because you're watching yourself it. talk about it when you watch your old content. <laughs> it's you're crazy. like, wait a minute, bro. That's yeah. why I, it's just, it's like, I, I'm at the point where it's like, hey, if you want to get on the train. Great, I'll mm. see you on there. If not, a wave. Hopefully, yeah. you're, you're able to catch a different type of train. You know what yeah. I mean? We yeah. Up, I, just don't get stuck on the island or whatever. <laughs> just get on a train. You may not be on the cool XRP train, but it's okay. You get on a different train. But if not, some people don't even want to get on the train in general. Like, I'm staying. But it's like, all yeah, right. Yeah, I just want to make something clear, though, before, before we go too far away from this. I want to make something clear that, like, I don't necessarily believe that XRP is going to be like the only thing. Exactly. It's not going to be the exactly. big thing. I don't, I, don't, I don't know that. But what I do know is what I've seen. And from what I've seen, it's going to be involved. And if it's involved at like, we're in a $2 trillion asset class here. And you've got to listen to, you've got to listen to people with a lot of experience in the markets like Raul Powell, who believes that we'll see 200 to 300 trillion because oh. it'll engulf everything. And that's what he thinks. So if, you, if, if they're even... 50% right. If they're even 50% right, we're 100 trillion, trillion market. Asset and, and like if XRP just manages to stay in the top 10 at, at, to that point, we don't know what sort of technology is going to come out. We don't. Some amazing things might happen in this time. But if it can stay in the top 10 as a payment facilitator, at least until we take a step on something else, then you're going to be in a great position. You're going to be in a great, great position. And that's it's, the way I think about it to myself. That's how I justify it. Like, and if it is something that is more than that, that's amazing. I'm already in the asset. If it's just something that keeps up, then I'm already sorted anyway. Yeah, that that's it. Just like you said, it has to just even if it does twenty percent of what they're saying, and yeah. that's why I wanted to show you. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure you've looked this up before too, but I can't find it for some reason. I can't. Um, <clears throat> hold on, it's the trajectory of uh stocks, um, like U.S. stocks. Or stocks in general over time, over the history of time. Um, and I wanted to show the the chart of it. And I can't find it. I used to have a bookmark. Okay, there we go. Oh. So <laughs> right now we're at we're at ninety three trillion in twenty twenty. I don't know what twenty twenty ones is. 
I think in 2021, I think we hit 100 trillion. But mm-hmm. from 1975, we were at 1 trillion. Wow. But that, Sorry. but, but that was before, well, we got off the gold standard in 1971 in the US, but obviously, yeah. com- innovation wasn't around yet there wasn't uh, tech companies there wasn't social media companies there wasn't uh you know what i mean the music the music industry um the acting world all that stuff mm-hmm. so over time obviously like 1.1 trillion and over time it just goes up up mm-hmm. this is where we are right now 1980 we're in yeah, the 1980s crazy. era of the stock market we're mm-hmm. a two trillion market but money is moving way faster than it ever has in history Mm-hmm. And then look, two trillion over time, t- eleven trillion, nineteen eighty nine. In ten years, in ten years, well, <laughs> ten trillion dollars. Yeah, and you can see how that that look switch will happen over time, so fast. Big crash, so two thousand two. Yep, just like Bitcoin, It'll happen faster because all at like Another a very crash. basic, a very basic level. All we're all we're doing is creating a new way to transfer value. Going and up, stocks and shares of value. They they yeah. can just as soon as we get the right. Like infrastructure to implement anything that's valuable then that will happen exactly that this is what we are right a now period of like five to- over the period of like five ten years if we get the infrastructure right yep and, and it would just be an explosion because it's just like a new it's a new network yeah. for it to run on that's all it is yeah. it's crazy this is where we are we're early look this is where we are it's when so it comes early, to and the thing that that i try to preach to people is the only way we get from here to here is if they take it serious and what are they doing now? They're, str- they're scrambling, trying to what? Figure out regulation. They're scrambling, trying to figure out taxes. They're scrambling, trying to put it into laws. They're, yeah, exactly. they're, they're trying to, they're taking it serious, and that's all we needed to see. And that wasn't around in 2016, 2015, 2018. It wasn't really around. It was a tin hat thing. If you're in crypto, you were, you were yeah, in a tin hat. I, I, I was one of those people. I, I didn't even believe that it would be yeah. a thing. I was like, oh, yeah, internet money. Yeah, good yeah. one. It's just going to be for, for drugs or whatever. backed by anything. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just made up. Yeah, that's what I was like, bro. And that's now, what I was like. Now you see it all over the internet, all bro. over TV, Super Bowl, like sporting events. <laughs> Soccer, yeah. global sporting events using crypto, NFTs, the technology, it's being taken serious now. And that's all we 100%. needed. That's all we needed to see. Bro, all you need to see, this is the, there's one thing that all we've needed for these past however many years. And this is why I was so, so excited when this happened. The executive order from Joe Biden talking yep. about CBDCs yep. and exploring digital currencies. Yep. That's the world reserve currency. To look at Literally, it. Yeah. They're look saying, okay, we, we recognize this as an asset class now and it's coming and we're going to create some kind of like, um, some kind of boundaries for that to work within. Taxes, like regulations. we're going to put it in. But that just cements it. That's yep. it. That, that's it. That's all we needed. That's From there, it doesn't matter whether it goes up or down in the short term. They've just Over cemented time. it as an asset class. It's up. Over time. It's not a speculation trillion. anymore. It's, yep. it's going to be part of it. It's mad. It's mad. Brother, I feel it's... it gives me tingles like thinking yeah, about it. Right now I'm getting like like the goosebumps. I'm like, yo, yes, like, like it's like I can't believe like I I find I felt like, oh man, I wish I paid attention ten years ago. I wish mm-hmm. I paid attention three years ago. I wish I paid attention two years ago. Like two and a half years ago, fully like how I am now. And it's like we're still early enough to where Oh yeah. Oh the more uh, you stay you into have. it, the more you build yourself you make yourself to the point where it's inevitably where your life, your family's life, moving forward, your generations, is is solidified because we're in it early enough to where you're in the right ones. 
and you, you respect the space and you do your research and everything like that, you'll be fine. Because over time, it's going to become what we all agree that it's going to become a hundred trillion dollar market. You know, <laughs> fifty trillion, even fifty, even ten trillion. Give us a ten yeah. trillion dollar market. I want to see what Bitcoin is at at ten trillion dollars. It sounds ridiculous <laughs> though because you put those numbers out there and they're like, oh yeah, hundred trillion. It's like, yeah, how can it be? Because then Bitcoin's going to be like fucking fifty billion, fifty million a token or whatever. And it sounds mad. It sounds mad. But will Bitcoin take that market cap? Probably not. But what it'll be like thirty percent dominance 35 percent dominance all it is though it's just a different way to pay that's all it is it is yeah like, and then everyone's like in the uk at least i don't know what it's like over there in the us everyone's like yeah but we're still going to use the pound i'm like yeah you are going to use the pound but it isn't going to be the way you use it right it's gonna now it's going to be digitalized uh-huh. tokenized <coughs> yeah and you're going to need a different way to, to <laughs> show, transfer that show them the digital the pound foundation literally it's oh, literally yeah. called digital pound <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you can't you can't because people are in that phase that you were in three years ago yeah that's the issue yeah it's all like cyclical even with human like adoption like three years ago you're saying oh it doesn't have any substance there's still um, the majority of people are like that now what three percent what's what how many people in the world are in crypto oh yeah it, it, it doubles it's actually like 350 mi- mi- million yeah. honestly um i'll just put how many people Oh, bro, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to run for a wage. You mind? That's for it. Just gonna go to oh, the yeah, toilet yeah, quickly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Be back one sec. All right, he's back, you guys. That was cool. You guys didn't even know what I did, but I paused it, so it was like. <laughs> but yeah, but where we picked up off of uh, where we left off was right here. Crypto.com did the report of um, July of 2021. We're at 228 global uh, crypto users. And then by the end of that year, uh, December of 2021, we got 295 uh, million. Obviously, 2022 wow. just started. Um, I don't know if they have a – they're probably going to do one at the end of the first quarter or, or half, first half of the year. Mm-hmm. They'll have a new updated list for 2022. But we're, I think we're over 295 now globally. Oh, really? I think we are. I think I think because we're at – we ended the year on 295, uh, 2021, 295. Do you reckon we're back above that now? Yeah, yeah, I think I think we're above uh, 295 uh, million. Uh, and it says right here, it says if the total the total users can reach even 500 million by June of 2022. What global crypto users? Double, double yeah. for between now and June. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's 500 million. Yeah, definitely possible. And they said it depends on Russia and other countries if they ban crypto. And Russia is starting to reverse it and say, oh, no, we're going to legalize mining. We're going to accept Bitcoin for uh, oil and fuel. Like, that's going to get – we're going to get there. I think we're going to get there because – I think I think we could get there. Yeah, yeah, 500 million. And look at the market cap of – oh, wait. Where's – I saw – I pulled it up right here. This is the crypto market cap of, um, I think, when Coin Market Cap launched it, July of 2013. Yeah, we're well. we we're barely look at this. We're like nowhere near the potential of what we're going to see. See, this is tw- twenty seven billion, twenty five <coughs> billion, and then when we hit a trillion, we're seven hundred billion. We didn't even hit a trillion yet, right? Uh, not until twenty twenty one, I believe. Right there, twenty twenty one was when we hit a trillion. That was like historic. <coughs> that was the Dogecoin awakening that brought mm. so many people in. You know, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then we had a big crash, and then I think we're setting, getting ready to go up to that up here part. 
and then we'll have another crash. <laughs> then we'll have another. You know what I mean? It's gonna go up the crash a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. time, <laughs> it's linear if you <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> if you if you look at it's, it long term, if you scale out, that, that's what you got to do, man. That's what you got to do. Like just look at it long term. Just zoom out, zoom out. But yeah, um, uh, before we go, I wanna say one last. I ask a question like, um, what do you have? advice for any new crypto investors mm-hmm. and then for new content creators that want to create content about crypto what do you have to say to them you know based on your journey and everything <laughs> based on my journey so new new investors um don't put any money into the space until you've done some research and mm-hmm. understand what you're investing into like a load of people come and, and the first thing i ever see even as a content creator is um hey man where should i put 500 dollars yeah. If you've got to ask me that question, you don't understand enough about the space to be investing in it. You shouldn't be because you're True. probably going to lose that money. Like, that's what I'd say. Like, knowledge at this point is just as, just as like, worthwhile, valuable as, as any capital you can put into the market. If you put capital into the market and it goes up in value, you're lucky. Um, but do you even cash it out? Probably not because you don't know where you're even going to take profit. So yep. you're probably going to end up losing whatever money you put in. Even if you initially get jump on a hype train, um unless you're lucky and do cash it out and don't come back into the market so knowledge is the most important thing <clears throat> and to learn you've got a great website open there coin market cap yeah. go through the top 10 to 20 cryptos understand what they are but fundamentally understand bitcoin bitcoin is like the foundation to other cryptos it doesn't do as much as most cryptos do but it it has if you learn about Bitcoin, that will give you a lesson that can help you in every other crypto that you use because it's the first real movement of value, like first real value exchange. So it's very important to learn about. And then after that, find what find whatever you like the most, like research into stuff. It's such an early space. It's very subjective um, and do some research and have a look what sort of partnerships like your cryptos have got. And but also consider time in the market something that I would consider. Like how long has it been there for? What's its longevity? And then have a look at the difference between like the top 100 now and top and the top 100 in 2017, just to give yourself an idea of why time in the market is important. Mm-hmm. And then anyone who's going on to start um, a content creation journey, only start it because you enjoy what you do. Yes, uh, and be authentic to yourself. Anyone who starts a content creation journey, who's doing it to try and become a big content creator, it's not going to be there for like a long time. Like motivationally you will have peaks and troughs and it's hard but if you as long as you enjoy what you're doing and you do it for you and not for anything else then you should be fine that's beautifully said wow that's <laughs> i'm gonna i'm going to like use that advice because it's like man it's true it's be authentically you it sounds so cliche but be authentically you and don't worry about right about becoming something just be be you and whatever you are will be be what it is. I sound so funny, but don't be somebody, right? Don't just just be you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, actually, I want to add one thing to that that I I really try and do. And sometimes this makes me stressed, so don't get stressed by it. <laughs> but just try, but just try and improve every day. Yeah, whether, whether that's content creation or whether that's your knowledge base or whatever it is. And also, this is a, a thing that I've really tried to take more into consideration recently through like Ray Dalio. Uh, his principles of success but take into consideration people with opposing views to yours as long as they're educated listen to why people have that view 
and then that'll then that'll give you a more formulated opinion yeah. but it will also tell you what the truth is and the truth is the most important thing it's not whether your opinion's right or their opinion's right it's all about what like truth wow whether or not their opinion's right or yours mm-hmm. are right the truth is what people want to want to hear and will will gravitate towards and truth yep. is what's right and that's what yep. will make you money long term like yep. you you can have a really exactly <clears throat> even in investment specifically you can be so set on something but you might not be seeing it from a different perspective you look at it from the opposite perspective and you might realize okay i wasn't exactly right with what i was thinking but i was pretty close and that's where <laughs> the that's where the actual yeah. thing is do you know what i mean yeah that, that's, that's whoop, where, go down that path yeah yeah exactly well, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. I know you're you're feeling under the weather, and I'm so uh, thankful for you to wanting to be on here and, and talk about XRP, crypto, content creation. I know that the the, the listeners and the viewers are going to love it. This is going to be a great, great a video. I think it's going to do really well. Once again, thank you, brother, for coming on. All over the UK. I love crypto. I love technology that we can, <laughs> we can do 100%. this. You know, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. I just want to say thank you for having me on. I'm sorry that I've been a bit like flat. I feel a bit flat. Like I don't feel no, that well. Like I'll, I'll come on again when I feel a bit more lively. But yeah, if you send me some clips of this, I'll post them on my yeah, channel. Yeah, I'll cut stuff. it up I, today and send you some tonight. Yeah, that that's awesome, bro. Enjoy talking to you. And I'm, yeah, as, as I said, like I'm sorry about uh, being a bit. No, crap. you did. It was amazing. All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next podcast, next video. Peace. Peace. Yeah.